You're listening to the Cobras and Fire Podcast, part of the Decibel Geek Podcast Network. What do you think about that, Baz? Right on, because in today's app, the youth gone wild becomes the old grown mild. Enjoy. Cobras and Fire, I'm your host, Liz Cannon, and I am joined, as always, with the Bronx boy, Baco. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm talking here. So you just got back from your trip to Mm -hmm. New York as of just a few hours ago. Yeah, landed, uh, we got home about 5.30, and it's, what, 9.30, 10 o'clock now, so yeah, I've been home for about four hours. Yeah. Any stories, any, uh, any notable well, you know, I, there was a little bit of a culture shock right as we got there. I mean, the traffic there is fucking insane. This is it's your a first, different. Wait, this is your first time, right? Yeah, and it's okay. a different style of driving where you're basically are just swerving around cars to get in front of them to really get, make no major progress and a lot of horn honking and almost hitting bike riders. I will tell you that there's a big push to build bike lanes on our streets here in the Twin Cities, and after seeing nobody get ran over by bikes in New York. Are by cars on bikes? I'm against. You don't need bike lanes. You just need to buck up and realize there's cars on the road, idiots. Uh, but yeah, by by day two though, I was all settled in. I was giving directions to Japanese people. Ooh. I pretty much a full fledged New Yorker, and now I, it was difficult coming back to this kind of tiny town of Minneapolis, St. Paul. You know, it's it's quaint, but uh, you know, I, the pizza ain't as good. Eh? Why they got? Why did they have to be Japanese? Well, I mean, that's just who asked me for directions. I mean, if I had hung around a little longer, I probably would have had some Chinese people ask me. So, <laughs> well, typically, typically the Japanese are known for technology. Did you show them the app? Do they have an app for like Google Maps and stuff? It was a lot of pointing, uh, you know, with fingers, uh, and you know, I'm not sure they understood English that well. But okay, anyway, forget so- about it. Anything else? Any other touristy shit or stuff that you had planned that you did? We did almost exclusively touristy shit. We went sure. to a Good Good Morning America t- uh, broadcast. Oh, hold on, the Good Morning America. Were you like th- those assholes in the background? But yeah, actually, the yeah, you can catch me back there. I'm behind a woman in a glitter hat, but I'm a good head <laughs> taller than her. So you see my stupid mug there, uh, right behind Michael Strahan for about I don't know, maybe a second or two. Uh, and Colbert, we were in the fourth row, so if you do like an FBI video where you freeze frame and you face identify it, you might be able to track us down there, but they move, I, we watched the broadcast that night, uh, because, you know, it's on at the same time, so it's like 11.30, almost midnight there when it gets on, you can't really see us. <laughs> um, but yeah, we did that, we did, uh, Brooklyn Bridge, we did World Trade Center, uh, Staten Island Ferry, and, uh, of course, Central Park, we spent some time there a couple of days. 
Cool. Yeah. So I've been to New York once, twice, twice. And the first time was like late 90s. And, you know, Central Park's awesome. Yes? Yeah. It's. I mean, it's, I, w- I wanted to spend more time there. Yeah. So back in the day, there's a famous uh, restaurant called Tavern on the Green. It's featured in all kinds of movies and stuff. But but it's not there anymore, as I understand. But that was – I recall Tavern on the Green very – very much because of the fact that it was the first time. I realized it's late '90s. It's still expensive, but it was my first time. I had a twenty-five dollar uh, uh, turkey club sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I mean everything there was. I mean, I don't think we had a meal like even breakfast was over forty bucks for two of us. <laughs> That's fucking uh, crazy. But yeah, we're back talking then, eggs and toast. Okay? Oh, I know. <laughs> eggs and toast. You're like, like, do I did you see the eggs? Yeah, it is. It is a. A money suck at that place. What I always say is like New York and Chicago, you wake up in the morning, before you get out of bed, somebody walks into your room, punches you in the face, and takes twenty <laughs> bucks out t- takes twenty bucks out of your pocket and takes off. They, yeah. It is amazing. But I'm glad you had a good time. Can I ask you something about Colbert real quick before we move on? Yeah, what's up? So is it uh is the CBS Theater uh when I saw some of the like Saturday Night Live sets and stuff like that, when I when I uh, went to what is Thirty Rock, I was amazed yeah, how Rockefeller how, Center. Okay, yeah. I was like, I was so amazed how close the band is uh, to the desk. Is it kind of like there too? They use the angles with the, or is the band kind of far away from? Well, the band's Colbert. at least a good twenty twenty five feet away, but it's oh, that's different. It, that's overall, different. it's pretty packed. I mean, I mean, it's there. It's not a very big place, no. Yeah, like Saturday Night Live, the place where the bands play is like 10 by 10. Yeah. It's really, really small. But um, who was the guests? Uh, we had Will Arnett, uh, as uh, you, of course, affectionately know as Lego Batman. But he yes. is, uh, let's just, we can leave it at that. If you don't know who he is, look him up. Uh, Nev Campbell from the Scream movies. Apparently, she's in the new Rock movie. He was there the next night. And, uh, oh, no Rock? It's, that's yeah, another, no, another he, nest, he was at Good Morning treasure. America the night we were, the morning we were down there though. You saw him? So he, yeah, uh, no, no, I, I saw the car he drove up in. <laughs> I've never yeah. understood those people that go stand out behind waving. Did you get a sign and just like you should have had one? <laughs> I, if, in in retrospect, I wish I did. I <laughs> I, I'm not sure what I'd put on it, but I would have brought something. But yeah, you know what? I mean, I I hung back there until I thought I was on camera, and then I bailed. Can I, t- uh, I can I tell you? I what can't you imagine have... the people that that hang there too long. Can I tell you what you should have had on there? Yeah, what's that? Do I even know you, bro? Yeah, okay, yeah. I was wearing my Cobras and Fire shirt, and I had two people ask to take a picture of the back of my shirt, and at least three more asked me about it. Make some joke about it. We went to a Chinese restaurant, and a guy uh, walking in behind me, as we get to the top of the stairs, I kind of look at him. He kind of makes a smirk, and he's like, do I even know you? <laughs> did, did he ask you for directions, too? No, he was a white guy. <laughs> he, knew, he knew what was going on. He just got he's like on lunch break from Wall Street or something. We were near that 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 area, so. Yeah, that is uh I wonder if anybody knows what the hell it mean. I mean, is that a phrase that people say normally? I never heard it until that the Bullet Boys incident. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh uh I know the the first time you you mentioned it uh you made like a mock t-shirt. Bef- years before we were doing this, <laughs> and I was right. like, "That is the perfect slogan for a back of a shirt." It, it, <laughs> it, it's simple. It's stupid. It makes people laugh. It, and apparently, it works. So let's get down to it. What's this up? What, what do you want to talk about? 
Well, you went to a concert in a parking lot, something that you know I am very fond of doing. Uh, you know, just clearing out some cars. Something we're planning on doing in Nashville at, uh, at Cobra Fest 18. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There's nothing, there's nothing like blacktop uh, in, in the middle of summer, 95 degree to 100 degrees. Yeah. But it's more and, than uh, that. It's a, Anyway, I got, I got, I mean, you've teased me with some of the the layout, so I'm excited to get into the the experience of the whole day because this is this is kind of our bread and butter, honestly. It really uh, is. So, I did real quick. Did you see any bands that are going to be at Cobra Fest or? Uh... Well, yes. the The one that opened up the day was Mr. Steak. Oh, I love Mr. Steak. <laughs> Mr. That's, that's a band. I thought that was like a Sizzler kind of thing. It is now. Mr. Steak is a <laughs> is a local band that opened up the the festival. Uh, going to in a second, but what is, what is this band about, Mr. Steak? I mean, I, I'm picturing like a guy coming out dressed like a T bone with uh, some kind of like uh, you know Long Island strip for a penis or something. No. Well, did you have Mr. Steak restaurants in Minnesota in the '80s? I, I think so. I mean, that name definitely sounds like a place like a, I went to eat. Okay. So the geniuses that started this band thought, we are going to be an 80s tribute band and play all 80s, and we're going to name ourselves off of a place you would line up to, like a smorgasbord. You know, naming your band Mr. Steak covering all 80s songs is like covering other areas and naming yourself Ponderosa or Old Country Buffet. So Parking Lot Fest 18, uh, what, what was the lineup? Well, the name of the fest is actually called Freedom Fest. It's uh, for a charity for... Freedom. Yes, freedom. But it actually goes towards veterans, and it's also a bike rally. They have a ride that morning. I saw a lot of ride for dime shirts there. Okay. And But essentially, <clears throat> this thing has been around since at least 2016, because when I first moved here, the lineup was similar, you know, similar type of bands. Same with last year. So it's been around for three years, which amazes me. So the lineup for this was Autograph, Quiet Riot, Kicks, Slaughter, Skid Row, and <laughs> Ranger Danger, Night Ranger. <laughs> Ranger Danger. Uh, seen all of those bands except for Quiet Riot in the current lineup. Yeah, so I saw that and I'm like, this is either going to be a amazingly fun time. You know, it's, it's like the EcoBoost. You know, it's the EcoBoost. Do they uh, have Coors Light uh, on tap? I'll go into that in just a moment. 
but okay. but I'm yeah. just saying it helps. Uh, okay. I'm sure it does. But I had actually seen one of our <laughs> highest listened to episodes randomly. So this this if we put this in the title, obviously we're gonna get a lot of hits, was when I saw uh, years ago, I saw Lita Ford, Slaughter, Kicks, and LA Guns. It was and uh, Kicks and Slaughter were were good that night. They're, you know what I mean? So I, I wasn't going there with apprehension thinking it was gonna suck or anything okay. like that. Get it? You did, though. I talked to you before this. You were like, I don't know how long I'm... I even predicted you were going to come late and go leave early. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you predicted right. Well, I, late is in 2 o'clock in the afternoon, but anyway... Before- okay, I'm going to give you the... You're, that's good enough. 2 o'clock is fine. Okay, 2 o'clock... I mean, with you missed Mr. Steak, but... yeah, I did miss Mr. That's Steak, you. but listen, listen to this. And that, that, I'll go into this in a second, too, but... There's a reason why I left early, a very good reason. So, and others that stayed later got kicked out anyway. We'll go into that okay. too. But why don't you uh, kick it off with a lineup with an autograph song? How did the day begin for you, Loose Cannon? You got there about two. Any any uh, any pre gaming going on? Did you slam a sixer in the parking lot? <laughs> oh wait, the, wait. I'm sorry. The concerts in the parking lot. How do you tailgate for a concert in a parking lot? <laughs> We're already here. <laughs> That's right. Uh, All we gotta do is go a couple spaces over. No. <laughs> now I'm not tailgating. No, anymore. I'm very familiar with tailgating in a parking lot of a concert that's in a parking lot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So. Well, first off, I went to – I'm going to call him for, for privacy. I went to the concert with a guy named Steve. Can we call him Steve? Yes, Steve. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah, pregame. Steve, Steve Stevens. So, yeah, so I picked up my buddy Steve and uh, – can I describe Steve to you? Please. Okay. Remember, we're going to a, a concert in a parking lot. It's 95 degrees this day. And I go to pick up Steve and he is wearing black jeans – Black T-shirt, baseball cap, and black shoes. You that got all seems that? a bit that uh, it seems a bit uh, uh, warm. I mean, I, I can deal with the black T-shirt in the heat, but uh, you got to have some shorts on, bro. No, and then, and then Steve tells me, I go, I go, hey man, uh, <laughs> you know it's gonna be hot as balls, right? He's like, well, I have a thing about men that wear shorts after forty. 
that's a weird thing to have. I, I guess I have a friend here. Uh, he shot a couple of the videos for Jesus Chrysler, and he does not believe in shorts. <laughs> Who are these people that don't believe in shorts? Uh, he's got a very strong opinion against them. <laughs> anyway, so I look at him. I'm like, first off, I've known him for a while, and he might be either an alien or a plant. Because yes, because because throughout the day, I can just tell you this much that we we were on the blacktop. Not once did I see break a sweat. Or me, you would actually see the sweat pouring through my jeans onto the onto the pavement and seeing it sizzle. I mean, there is there is some genetic uh, makeup to how much a person sweats. I do know this. Oh god, I am a fucking sweater. Uh, but yeah, man. So the, I was like, okay, well. And, and when I picked him up too, he's in his house. He uh, was drinking. Hey, re- and- real quick, the je- the jeans he was wearing yeah. were they tight? <laughs> I think they were average tightness. Okay, not, not, not too not too tight. But uh, <laughs> yeah. but he also was drinking a martini. <laughs> <laughs> and, and with an olive in it and i go dude you're starting off early he's like well i just ran out of my wine i'm like what do you mean my wine is <laughs> i've never been to his house before he goes check out this we go to his basement motherfucker makes his own wine i'm talking about like a wall of wine so he's already had wine in the morning He's having a martini, and he's ready to go to a parking lot to see Slaughter. You got it. I'm glad you're making friends, but uh, this, uh, I mean, martini is some pretty hardcore pre-gaming, I guess, but uh, it is a parking lot concert. What, did he bring the martini glass with and uh, no, whip ready. one up in the trunk real quick? <laughs> he's ready to switch over. I don't, I don't know what his his hour-by-hour hour intake is, but I found that interesting. But he did want me to drive, and now I know why. So Okay. So we head to the concert, get there, and uh, I had been kind of apprehensive a bit because of the fact that they had not announced the lineup. Everything is still said to be announced up to the day of the show. The, the well, list of the, the bands. The lineup was announced, just the order the, when they I'm were sorry. playing. The set times is what I meant to say. Right. Because yeah. I wanted I wanted to purposely avoid some of the openers. Yeah, I actually went to the website the day of the show so I could text you one of those like uh, itineraries we right. like to give each other for to festivals. Avoid. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? I can't even do it. Thanks a lot, whoever's putting this shit show together. Yeah. And on the Facebook page, tons of people were asking the same question. One person took a picture, and I have no idea who got it. It was a printed out thing that was pretty much the lineup. I'm like, okay, that's how I found the lineup is in a, is comment number 35 on the fucking. <laughs> the Maybe fucking... it was the promoter. He sound, I mean, again, kind of, it, it sounds like it has kind of an old school mentality, which a lot of these things, it was, if I remember right, this was put on by like a local business or something, right? It's just a, a dude that puts it together, which, which leads to. All this. I, I can just do the precursor for this. I, I should say, this concert, it took me 44 years to go to the worst concert in my entire life. In, in, oh, this is the worst concert you went to? Huh? Oh, easily. As far as, as far as, that, not that this isn't to go to the bands. This goes to how this place was set up, which okay. I, I, I can just, I'll set it up right now. I now know what it would like, what it would be like to go to a concert in prison. Oh, man. <laughs> Folsom Prison Blues. All right, so we get to the concert. First thing they do is they got a guy at the the uh, door. You know, I've got my printed out you know paper from from online tickets. And I'm, assu- I'm picturing a velvet rope and a big black guy in a suit. 
<laughs> nope. But oh, okay. Uh, bu- <laughs> That's right. It's a, it's a very elite place. And hey, before you get too far into this, was there how how often did you see a four wheeler? You know, like those little like wee me me things. Somebody <laughs> driving around in those, you know, like security or something. I saw them never. There was okay. not. So, so should, this is not a very swank affair, then. All right. Uh, no, so it's just to give you a little bit of the. Uh, I, for this episode, in the show notes, I'll put a link to the actual diagram. <laughs> for this place. But essentially, this is a restaurant called Platte River Park I, uh, Bar and Grill or some shit. So we get there, and there's no velvet rope or anything like that, like you're describing. But this guy takes my ticket. You're not on the list. <laughs> Loose cannon? No. But Steve, (laughs) come with me. Steve always gets in. That motherfucker, Steve. Always Steve. Walking in with his tight jeans and a (laughs) martini glass. (laughs) Meanwhile, they're making you dump out your half-drank Coors Light before you go in. He's he's like, like, the man that never sweats gets in first. All right, so you uh, you gave him your forged ticket, and you walk in with your, your Cobra wristband. Cobra hack. If Cobra you go to, hack. Uh, if you go to an 80s, to an 80s concert, just photocopy the same ticket yeah. a billion times. Yeah, if you want to be a dick, pretty much you can get in free at any charity concert. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, they, they, they definitely typically don't have the, the tightest uh, you know, check-in balance processes. But anyway, uh, let me ask you this. Okay, so you get in. Now, you have a, did you have, uh, you have a wristband that says, I can be here? Did you, by chance, need to get another wristband to say, I can drink here? No. Okay, so w- w- what was the process there? I mean, I assume you had a beer or two. Would you show ID? Did you have to buy tickets in one booth and go to another booth? What did they do every time? <laughs> so you already know this. So essentially, once you get in there, uh, there is oh, first off. Here's here's the the diagram. You walk in there. There's the road that you would take typically to the back of a parking lot of any any business. That separates the first stage from where they call the general admission area, which is a fucking cage. And everybody, <laughs> by the way, on the ticket, on the ticket, were there Mexican children being held there? <laughs> Trump Trump was working security. You separate. Nobody's I, I, worked hard to put you in a good spot. Uh, this this. <laughs> I'm this telling is, you, these are the best seats anybody's ever had. <laughs> That's the only thing that was missing from this day. It's a Democrat's actually. fault. If they want to change it, they should. Yes. It, what I'll describe in a, in a few moments, the only thing missing was cages filled with children separated from their parents. <laughs> they were rocking out. And I'll tell you where the parents were. Is, is On the ticket, it says, everyone, every ticket holder is allowed to bring one lawn chair. You got that? Oh, I love that. Yes, I've been to too many of those things. How is this not like some sort of fire hazard, you know, or fire marshal kind of like you can't have this. <laughs> Something happens. People need to get out of here and you're going to have them tripping over fucking lawn chairs. Yeah, Imagine no. like going to a real <laughs> festival with a couple lawn chairs. Yeah, I'm at Northern Invasion. I'm just going to prop up right in front of the stage. On my lawn chair. And that's what they did, too, right? They weren't all in back, I'm guessing. Oh, no, no. They no. were right in front, okay. wherever they could be. All right. So, so yes. So, past the road that separates, again, the stage, which the stage is also another 30 rows back from the, quote, VIP section, which never described what you got for VIP. And it was only an extra 20 bucks in comparison. Because, okay. again, no information. And it, so, in this cage that you go in, again, the, the road definitely could have had people there. Definitely is this kind of like the the when you say a cage, like the front of the Blues Brothers stage when they play that country bar? 
Just imagine that they have built a fence around the ent- well. Imagine that's what they did. They built a fence around the entire fucking uh, parking lot. Uh, Are you actually watching the concert through a fence? It's a four. F- it's a four foot fence. Okay, I got you. Oh, oh, I okay. I'm following you. <laughs> no, it's not like it's not like it's, there wasn't like a barbed wire on the top of this. Thing it was starting to sound like that. Like you know, you're actually no, looking was, through lines of chicken wire to see the bands. You know. Now, look, when I said that every ticket holder could bring a lawn chair, every ticket holder except for Steve and I brought a lawn chair. It seemed like. Remember you, when I went to Rock USA yeah. uh, in Oshkosh, and that that was like big time. We're talking Alice in Chains headliner, Hailstorm, sure. yeah, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. You could bring fucking lawn chairs to this thing, and it was fucking ridiculous. Anyway, carry on. Okay, so this area is not only filled with lawn chairs, but it also is filled with uh, – 50% of the area is filled with vendors selling random shit, uh, whatever you want, biker stuff because there's a biker rally too. So we, so what is left? Any is type nothing- of inflatable alien on a stick? <laughs> whatever. Whatever okay. you want is right. there. So this allows maybe 10% of the area – to be inhabited by people that are standing. You had to walk through uh, seas of lawn chairs to get to the <laughs> second stage. And the second stage is all the way in the back of the parking lot. The first stage is to the to you know basically to the right when you walk walk in. So Are they uh are they they facing each other or is it like <laughs> kind of kitty corner or Okay, how about this? The the second stage is north and the uh, the the main stage is uh, east. Okay. Got it? Okay. So, so you can do a little chair pivot. Sure. Well, that's what I'm going to go into now is everybody was sitting down watching the second stage. And as soon as the first stage kicks in, then they just make a 90 degree turn. And never get so up. you have this army of like uh, the lawn chair sitters standing up, kind of holding it up against their butt, pivoting yeah, about yeah. what 90 degrees and sitting oh, yeah. down again. No, they do like a really small, uh, 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 they do a very. They start doing what would what would be a squat, which is about an inch off their chair, and they just rotate. Yeah, you know, you should have got footage of that, uh, and then we could have like just kind of put it on repeat with like Seven Nation Army playing on it. <laughs> what about what about if I'd what if I had brought an office chair with a swivel instead? <laughs> what about one of those old school like metal folding chairs? You know, like you have, you have in churches, or... just hardcore. <laughs> 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 fucking fuck a lawn chair! I'm bringing this thing from a church that you can rack these up in, yeah, like thirty like in a row. Wrestlers would use and pretend to hit each other with. But. <laughs> well, that would have been great. They probably would have. They probably would have had security on that. You can't use that. And then you hit the. Then you use it to hit the security guy. It's like yes, I can. I should have showed up with Steve pushing him in an office chair on wheels down, down yes, the road. Yeah, the office chair would have been the way to go. <laughs> Plus, you, can, you got the little, like, uh, the hydraulic thing. You can kind of go up and down. Oh, that's right. To. I could go really high and block the person behind me. You yeah, should it's... roll on along roughly on fucking tar. <laughs> the only positive thing is when I, when, I, when I finally got in there, I did see what the lineup was. Because it was, on, it was on the back of, I believe, an Amazon box that was cut. <laughs> Cut, cut open like you would use for your recycle bin, and it was in, in black paint. It listed the times and and the uh, and everything like that. So and it was very sloppy. It looked like a, a two year old had done it. So maybe Rock and Ron Runyon did it. <laughs> 
I forgot he was that. there, right? He was there in a selfie stick. He seems like he'd be in with the guy who puts this on. <laughs> Rock and Roll Ronnie was there. There's a story later in it, but he had a okay. selfie stick and camera ready to go. But good, I, good. But before we go any further in this, let's, let's hit the next band because I have a lot to say about that. Oh, by the way, who Autograph was Autograph was first. and What did you auto- think? I don't know anything else but turn up the radio. And they were fine. The sound was good. They were okay. Autograph. Is it, I don't know if they're the original members or I, I don't know anything about them. But anyway, who was after them? Next up was Kicks, which I really enjoyed. On the last uh, the last time I saw them a couple of years ago, because I right on yeah, you told me they were going to be good when I saw them for the first time, and they were yeah, and yeah, I was really impressed with them, and it's I was like looking... poison with talent, <laughs> <laughs> and I was you know, I, they were definitely a highlight of the, the the similar type of concert I had last that I went to last time, and this time though, right from the beginning I knew I was in for a, a problem. Can I describe it? And that is, they took the stage and they go, "Hey, everybody, it's the thir- <laughs> it's the thirtieth anniversary of Blow My Fuse." So for our set tonight, we're going to play that album, start to back, which I can't stand. They'll play the album in full things to begin with. Fans, please stop. And fans who 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 think this is good, you're wrong. Can I tell you what I would rather do? Go home and listen to the fucking album start to finish. Yes. Because I want to hear a mix of your stuff. You're not playing Operation Mind Crime. You know, there's no story here. No. I don't need to hear Red Light, Green Light, TNT first. You have no idea. So they had, so they also said that they have yeah. the 30th anniversary is coming out, produced, reproduced, I guess, by Bew Hill called Reblown. Yeah, I did know this. Yeah, what, you're great, huh? And, and uh, yeah, but I'll go to the whole play your album in full thing. If you're going to play your album in full, guess what? If that's the thing, at least change the order or something. I don't know. I mean, it's just like I don't need to hear things in order like I'm a robot. I, I, I don't think you can do one and not the other. Yeah. So well, I say don't do it. What about if I you say I don't care that it's the 25th anniversary of Holy Diver. I still don't want you to not play these other six songs. What about if they play the entire album in their set mixed with other stuff, but they do play all 10 songs? Yeah, or yeah fine. I actually I'm good with mixing up everything, but they never that you can't <clears throat> do that though because then they can't come out and say we're going to do this whole record. You can't really make that big statement you know and just kind of like? say it's going like, to be sprinkled in. No, I would like to say come up with like, tonight. We're going to play every track off of Appetite for Destruction, along with our other stuff. You know what I mean? Like just knowing you're going to hear all twelve tracks. Because actually, I cool. just wanted to show up and play their show. And <laughs> if I happen to figure out they played those twelve songs, good on me. I don't want a formal announcement that minimizes it. It's stupid. Again, you. If you're going to perform Pink Floyd, The Wall, the entire record, I get it. If you're going to play Bang Tango's first record in order, (laughs) who fucking cares? After the first song, no one wants to hear anymore. Yeah, we're going to play all Stick It To Ya. And you're playing a goddamn parking lot concert fest. You know what? This is one of those times where I'm going to say, play the Stick To The Hits. That's what I'm saying. And, like, nobody, I'm sorry, nobody, Autograph. Right. That means you only get one song. <laughs> <laughs> they get on, play their song, and leave. Yeah, I mean... Kicks needs more time to play their entire record. So so in, sh- in short, not in short, but 
But uh, kicks, they, they sounded... You this, were in shorts. I uh, was. Steve was not. Anyway. <laughs> he was not. And still not a bead of sweat on his alien head. <laughs> Martini in hand. <laughs> <laughs> there isn't such a thing as a kicks, song, a kicks record. You need to hear the whole thing. They, they are perfectly rated.
If you haven't had anything to drink at this point, Luce, I gotta believe <laughs> that might be part of the reason you were having a, bar- a bad time. Uh, did you nope. at least, you know, yeah. you know, get in? A, did you find some asshole beer or or say fuck it? I'm gonna slam some Coors Lights or something to deal with the heat. Sure. So I would say at this concert there is about 1,500 people. Okay, so it was a pretty that's, that's respectable. Yeah, it's pretty respectable, and for fifteen hundred people, they had ten different vendors selling T-shirts and other bullshit. How many beer? How many uh, beer beer tents or troughs or anything like that? Did you think they had? Well, uh, it's World Cup season, so I feel like a goalie. I only have two ways to go: either too many or too less. I'm going to go with one. You are correct, sir. That's right. There is one beer vendor the entire place, not including the restaurant, which we're going to. to now, but- I only ask this because of the way you said this thing was managed. Any chance you could have brought a six-pack in? I probably could have. <laughs> they weren't checking. They didn't check anybody. They didn't pat anybody down. I could have had, had like a – oh, well, I should have had these cargo shirts that you have more. I could have put like four in there easily. Oh, right on. Yes. But uh, yeah, man. So the beer line also says each Coors Light is six tickets. Tickets. Where do you get the tickets? Am I in a fucking carnival? Is there elephant ears here? I've never been to any concert that I needed tickets for. Can I, can I make a guess on the next part here? Go ahead. They're, they're sold in strips of like five or ten. They're sold in strips of ten. Yes? Okay. So, But the tickets are you have to leave so the concert. So you buy ten, yeah. you get one beer, yeah. and you now have four tickets that are worthless <laughs> unless you buy ten more. I am pretty sure that the person that was 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 running this entire place was on the top of the restaurant roof, looking down with it with a twirled mustache, just rubbing his chin, laughing at everything, because going, it was yes, it's like, yes, <laughs> dance puppets. <laughs> but, just watching people get in, go over to the beer, wait in line for the beer, then walk back out of the party. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Every time they do that, they're like, ah, it just like hates all humans. <laughs> He's like jean shorts. Look at him. He's so pissed. <laughs> How is that guy out there in all black, not sweating? It's oh, boy. yeah. But uh, yeah, so and where do you get a martini? <laughs> How many times are you gonna say martini? I think this is the first and most times we'll ever say martini in episode. Yeah, probably episode. the last. We probably won't come up again. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We've never seen blue cheese. We've never, we've never said blue cheese. <laughs> Olive on a stick or martini. Those so are things we down. never said on this show. Uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, Beyonce and Jay Z make a great couple. <laughs> <laughs> what else can we say? <laughs> Brett Michaels is a one talented dude. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, let's get back to this. So you have to go back out to the parking lot and get your beer tickets. So did I you refused. Do that? Did, did you? No, I refused. I go. I go, Scott. Just like anything, if you can figure out how to blow up the Death Star, you can figure out how to get alternative beverages. And that is that we, the actual restaurant, let's go into the restaurant. Well, the restaurant has does have fire marshal bill there, and you can only let fifteen people in at a time. And this is a place where I will tell you. That you get up there and it's a full bar, okay? It's not like a concert where you have little okay. stuff. This, this yep. is the full, I'm following you. Yep. full Monty. You go up there, and I will tell you. Remember, this is a biker rally too. So there are people that should lose their patch that were there, okay? Because <laughs> because in front of me, first off, they didn't have any any line that was just beer only. 
So every line there was you could either get asked for, hey, I'd like a beer, give them your $6 and leave with your beer, or I am going to order the most elaborate fucking drink ever at a concert that has ever been, ever been yeah. seen. There and was then a- again, another I don't know what the fuck I'm doing kind of deal. Any place that is going to be busy, especially a concert, if you're going to offer mixed drinks, first of all, you keep it nil. You, you want a rum and coke or a rum and coke? You something, but basically keep it simple. But you have beer in a tub or a different line, just because it's just quick, easy. You get the people through quicker. You make more money. It's not about like snobbery or you know, like well, you know, anything like that. It's about pulling in the the cage. Okay, so so the guy in front of me is wearing you know whatever version of the Sons of Anarchy jacket that he's wearing. <laughs> Black okay. Label Society. Yeah, that kind of stuff. And and he orders, and I'm not. Elaborating at all, his bill about well, I'll tell you his bill in a second. He ordered six lemon drop shots. He ordered oh. long a Long Island iced tea. This is right in front of you. Yes, right in front of me. Uh, he gets, I've been there, buddy. Okay, I've so, been there, man. So he gets a Long all, Island tea. Are you kidding me? No, a Long Island <laughs> iced tea. So she's pouring like gallons of alcohol on this thing. She's I'm like, sorry, lemon. unless they're lining that fucking thing like a ten gallon tub like Applebee's during Long Island Tea Month. You do not sell fucking Long Island teas at a concert. No, no, they were tumping. There was at least five shots of alcohol put in this. You like, make this that thing. fucker in advance, or you don't sell them. No, this this was a whole process pouring it out, all this stuff. Yeah, like that. No, got gotcha, you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So this guy was there with one one other dude, and he's like, he orders all this stuff, and realizes there's only two humans there, and there's at least twelve beverages. And he's like, and he looks at his buddy, and he's like, How are we gonna carry this all back to the launch? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! At, you didn't do the math in your head, walking in, idiot. This is early, right? This is still like was no, he wasted? Is, or? Realize, quite right, hadn't even played, so you know it's not even four o'clock. Okay, so. So he <laughs> he goes. So I told him I've been nice. I'm like, hey man. Uh, by the way, the, the the waitress said your bill is seventy eight seventy eight dollars for for whatever he ordered. And I go, hey man, if you want to take some of it back, I'll watch it for you. And he turns to me and he goes, how do I know you're not going to add roofies to these tricks? Oh. <laughs> So you it's know a valid he does? question. Look at you. I mean, look. When we're done here, I want you to go in the mirror and look at you. And like, I I would probably think I would roofie a drink too. You know, Baco, if uh, life is like a mirror, if you smiled at it, it smiles back at you. <laughs> I love that. Uh, quick question: Have you ever roofied your own drink? <laughs> That's right. And my hand's gone numb. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I woke up. I had no idea what I did. What I did to myself. Uh, I right. called the cops on myself. <laughs> That's right. I need to arrest my left Before hand. Rape kid on me. I was alone and roofing myself. <laughs> Hashtag me too. Um, <laughs> Man, we are really going blue tonight. <laughs> we really are. So uh, let's go back to this though. So the guy, because he's a problem- Asian jokes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> rape on? jokes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe we should run for president. Jesus, that's Christ. right. Uh, kids in oh cages. Jesus, I've... we are we are on. <laughs> it's clear. It's been a while since we've done an episode. You can tell we're both a little like uh, on edge. All right. So you're at the bar, finally getting ready to order. Uh, and you did did you roofie the guys' drinks? That's what we all want to know. <laughs> I tell you what, we are grabbing the podcast community by the pussy right now. Baco, let's, let's, let's get down to business. This guy, this guy that this, the guy that was the Sons of Anarchy wannabe that ordered fucking lemon drop shops. That's that not even I think 
only the most effeminate woman order. He had a he had a way to solve the problem. You know what that was? Oh, let me get. No, I I don't even. I mean, I would think a tray. No, he fucking did all six lemon shots. <laughs> well, they are lemon shots, so he's probably okay. I guess so. he's all wired on sugar. But I'm yeah. like, I'm like, why, why put him in six different vessels if you could just put him in a big drink and you're gonna swallow it down? Yeah, yeah, he couldn't just put him in one cup, huh? <laughs> so that, so that was the clusterfuck, and it was like that all day. It was at least a half hour to 35 minutes to get a drink. So basically, you had to say, I'm gonna watch this set, or I'm not gonna watch this set to get a drink. Okay, get now it? I'm on board with you because if I cannot get at least, if I'm at this kind of thing, I'm outside, it's hot, yeah, and I cannot, and I cannot easily pee and get two beers an hour, I am not having a good time. That's what I'm saying. You have to be drinking this this kind of thing. I mean, it's hot as Absolutely. balls. Absolutely. How else do you have fun? <laughs> Spoken like a true elk. <laughs> By the way, I'm how more much... of a drunk than an alcoholic, let's be fair. Oh, yeah, that's fine. So anyway, before we go any further, I'll go into this. Do you understand the kind of the clusterfuck already? Right with fifteen hundred. Yeah, I'm already upset. I, I've left now. Uh, I stood behind <laughs> a guy making way too complicated a drink order, uh, and then accused me of roofing uh, his dr- <laughs> drinks. And then I'm like, you know, what? I mean, I'm maybe, it's going to be kind of an ordeal every time I want one of these. I'm like, eh. All right. So going back to this, before we go any further, let's uh, the next band up right now, which they're. Uh, I unfortunately saw their entire set was Quiet Riot. So, what is <laughs> should it? we what? feature something off the new record that oh. I that I, I love so much? We can play. A, let's let's just to get an idea of of the singer, which I would compare to a very thin young version of Vince Neil for his vocals. If you want to hear yeah. all Quiet Riot songs sung by Vince Neil, uh, then that is what you're going to get at least live. Mm, let is, me ask you a question about this guy. Uh, yeah. uh, for I, I can't remember his name, but he was an American Idol contestant mm. that yeah. came in like runner up, runner up runner up or runner up or something like that right yeah uh and he is young i mean he's got to be under 30 no 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 he's maybe 25 i think okay i'm just saying well, 25 is under 30 okay uh mm, for those scoring 30, at home 29 20. yeah okay yeah okay all right so we got the same thing there what the fuck is wrong with this kid Okay, why would you agree? There is no way this was. I'll I'll say this: he, things are pretty tough. If this was the best gig he could get, he I I think singing at a fifties diner in Branson is a better job. <laughs> at at twenty five years old, at twenty five years old, with your future still ahead of you, this is not Jizzy Pearl. You know, this is not someone in their fifties that's been kind of toiling away for decades. This is a guy who supposedly has some talent and should have his musical career ahead of him. Why is he on a tour bus with Frankie Benali? I don't fucking get it. Yeah. There's 60-year-olds, and then there's him in front. And even when he does the the devil horns, he looks uncomfortable. Okay, so uh, how about we play a song that doesn't feature the current singer or Kevin Dubrow? I don't know if you knew this, but after Quiet Riot 3, uh, this is in the 80s, they fired Kevin Dubrow and brought in the rough cut singer Paul Shortino. But yeah, this is the opening track off of Quiet Riot, the self-titled record. Stay with me.
Quiet Riot, uh, basically babysat their singer. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. uh, what do you got after that? We have Slaughter. Ooh, Slaughter. Yes, and you know I saw them last time. They're all right, but we we isn't. I mean, it's, it's kind of odd that Slaughter's backing band also fills in for Vince Neil because are there two acts out there that for over a decade are just playing exactly the same thing, pretty much every time, more than Slaughter and Vince Neil solo. Oh, there is a, there's a there's a surprise in their set this time. Ooh. But just like last time when I saw Slaughter, I thought they sounded pretty good. Mark sounded pretty good, but yeah. But the uh, he's the a prob- good singer, don't you think? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And, but the the problem is is they play no. It's it's like Rock Strikes Ten, except it's Rock Strikes Eight. They play <laughs> they play no more, no less. These guys are like Steel Panther in a way because every single song they extend with this, like, you always think it's the finale of the concert, right? They definitely have to serve as an inspiration. Yeah. Actually, isn't, like, the first eight minutes of the show, like, the last ten seconds of a song? <laughs> yeah. They, they go, they, they, they play, they... So, yeah. So, every single song, imagine any Slaughter song, let's say, uh, Up All Night. Now, have you ever watched... Up want... All Night, Sleep All Day. Yeah, I mean, the first time I heard the song back in the day, I'm like, oh, that sounds like rock and roll all night. 
party every yeah, day. Yeah, it's like half a rock and roll night. Because rock and roll night left no room for sleep. Yeah, song, whatever. It's big, stupid. No, I dig it. I, I honestly, if it still comes on, that the volume yeah, knob starts turning fun. to the to it's, the right, to the right. Yeah, 
do you want to hear ten, a 10 minute version? No, you really don't. It's not, they're like the grateful dead of, of, of hair metal. They just, they, they, <laughs> they're like, not really. They're like, uh, the bizarro grateful dead of hair metal. If that makes any sense. Cause they, they don't play for 15 hours. Uh, the audience isn't fucking, you know, tripping and, <laughs> I guess the band actually sounds like they realize there's other people on stage. <laughs> well, anyway, the point is that they extend these things out because they played for got, yeah, damn, damn near an hour, but they played eight songs. But uh, yeah, they were okay. But there's a couple things I need to, to make of note of their set. One is the fact that, and I, <laughs> for evidence, I have this on our Facebook page, and I'll put it in the show notes too, or over when we post this. Uh. But. So Dana Strom, as you know, is somebody that bums cigarettes and beers from our other episodes, right? Yeah, let me top that off for you. <laughs> Just like when he was at uh, playing bass at, at the water park <laughs> at Ehlers Gardens here. <laughs> and for other details, go back, go back and listen to that. Special waterproof bass strings. <laughs> but he is so Dana Strom. And it's, remember, it's ninety-five degrees, it's hot as hot as balls, and there's a guy. <laughs> The guy that kept moving around stage. Sometimes he was top of the amp, sometimes he wasn't. But he's holding a big golf size umbrella, giving him shade the entire time. Wait, like following him around? There was a roadie, like, like tired... wa- running with him on stage. No, he would okay. be. He would be. He would be behind. No, he would be kind of. He would be on top of the amps when he was getting a certain area. He was running okay, around, so giving he's gonna, him... like hovering and giving Dana a, like a, a safe home to go to. That's right. Now you realize that roadie is thinking "fuck my life" the entire time. Uh. Yeah, can you imagine? What do you do? Well, first off, I set the stage. Then I follow Tina Strom around with an umbrella to make sure he doesn't get sunburnt. But then this is the peak of their set, though. What I thought. Uh, what do you think? What, can I tell you something that you'd never think that you would hear Slaughter say on stage? Yes. Wait, can it's I not, can, do, can I make a few guesses? Yeah, I have I have a couple things too. But go ahead, what's your guess? We're gonna play something we never played before. <laughs> We're gonna play ten songs tonight. <laughs> I had salad for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> this this is what he says. He goes, everybody, it wouldn't be a bike rally unless Slaughter didn't play ten. <laughs> and they busted right into a, I think, 15-minute version of Stranglehold. And did uh, uh, Mark go off and uh, get some Chipotle with Vince Neil? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. Like that would be the the whole thing. They they do that, and then uh, and by the way, during this entire time, still Steve has not one, not one beat of sweat. Just so you understand. Right on. He's got a good core temp going. So you had a pretty typical slaughter experience based on both of our previous experiences recently uh what was were there how many of the people there were overweight you know i gotta tell you this is not like an ego boost crowd because oh really yeah no i I gotta tell you well a couple things texas hippie coalition black label society i think that biker crowds are some of the best crowds you can ever be around everybody is with their old ladies they know how to behave that's for sure and they They can handle their liquor 
Yeah, but all those things, especially the lemon shots. The um, <laughs> man, nothing says a biker like a lemon shot, and, and followed by chased by a Long Island iced tea. Out, done. If they were on Sons of Anarchy, they would have been like they were ripped off their tattoo, cut it, cut it out. But no, it was it was cool because you saw bikers everywhere from you know the the typical ones to just dudes that have a lot of money and decide to spend thirty grand on a Harley. You know that wearing polo shirts and. Whatever. Oh yeah. By but, the way, unlike you, this is my. These are my people. I'm not trying to rip a crowd. I don't mind. I'm. A, I'm a little chunky. I could lose some weight. Uh, I don't. I don't have a motorcycle. But what about? Uh, what do you think the median age was? Uh, I would say about you, about 54. <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> but uh, oh, but no. What I, what I mean by the ego boost thing is that the uh, the 54. old ladies they had. There were some ladies that were well kept. That's why I say I was impressed. Okay. So Boulder City for loose cannon at four o'clock. <laughs> point point <laughs> thing is nobody. You what know, time did let, you get to Bone Town? <laughs> here's here's the thing: is that that unlike uh, like a uh, uh, maybe like a bro down or whatever, there was no issue. You walk through you walk through a sea of fucking nine thousand. Chairs, people don't go like, hey, fucker, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Everybody's courteous. That's okay. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I respect the fact that you are in a crowded place and realize you're going to get bumped into is all you're getting at. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. And not spilling beer. I don't think a single beer was spilt. These were professional drinkers. Right on. And- My kind of people.
So next up was Skid Row, which to me was a headliner. This was the reason I decided to go because I, it, was, it was a couple reasons, and one of them was Curiosity with her new singer. Okay? You have not seen them with well, I can't remember his name, something Z Three or something like that. He was yeah, in Dragon Force for a cup of coffee. Or I'm not, I don't know his history that well. Yeah, I just I know that they say he was from Dragon Force, so I assume that. He was in there a while, but maybe maybe not. I didn't really. It could be. I don't know. At, I mean, I, I know yeah. if you're in Dragon Force, you have some range too. <laughs> All right. So of '80s rock, Skid Row is a top five band for me. Really? Okay. I mean, they're they're. I, I like them, but they're two albums. That's it, and they were at the end. You know, I mean, that's all I needed. Okay. But realize that I started my my career in hard rock in '87. Okay, so that they they hit pretty hard. That's a valid point. Yeah, I mean, I was okay. I was already five albums deep into Rat, Motley Crue. Right. I mean, and and everybody loved the Jovi. <laughs> Motley Crue is a top five eighties eighties one too. Tell me you're still coming down. So, did you ever see him, Sebastian? Ever though? No, nope. or not? Nope. Okay, so <clears throat> so with that, I've only seen Skid Row in the version with Johnny Solinger open for Kiss. Yeah. Sure, oh, right? I, I when I also saw him in a parking lot. <laughs> well, I I was not impressed when I saw him. Me either. Uh, How many people open. did you have tell you that like this guy is like spot on? And I'm like, fuck no. He's no, not no. bad, but he he's not fucking Sebastian. No. So both times I didn't. Uh, well, I, I forgot that I saw him twice. Now that you mentioned the parking lot, so now I've seen park uh, Skid Row in a parking lot twice. So the other one was this big like local fest thrown on. In Northwest Indiana, or whatever, and it was like yeah. in 2000, 2004. Probably kind of the same setup you've had. But again, both times I saw him, I was like, eh. But this new guy, I was like, well, maybe he has the range. Maybe he has all this. You know, might as well give him another chance and 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 check him out because, you know, they're ca- they're just playing out the first those first two albums. Fucking a. How is that a bad set, really? Even if the, the vocals aren't perfect. No, I'm with you. Yeah. So I'm like, yes, Skid Row is taking the stage. So, so Steve, who's with me again, uh, all black. Still fine, no problem. Oh, by the way, also uh, at this point, I was con- because we couldn't get any beers. I was just constantly buying bottled water. Okay. Okay. Oh, they and, had bottled uh, water readily available without sure. tickets. No tickets. No, you just had to do a donation to some fund, and that donation was a dollar. Okay. So it was actually pretty fair. But but anyway, so so I'm drinking it. And by the way, Steve never drank any water. So I, I again think he might be a plant. Well, a plant would want water, so he's an alien. He should have been dehydrated. He should have been dead. He wasn't drinking so, anything. All right, so he turns to me, and I go, man, I can't wait to see the Skid Row. Skid Row. And he says, and I go, Slave to the Grind is one of my, my favorite albums. And he goes, Slave to the Grind, eh, didn't like it. Was he going to say uh, the next record was the one? <laughs> no, he goes, I like their debut. He goes, I like their debut, about half of it. Slave to the Grind, not for me at all. And I looked at him, I'm like, oh, we're done hanging out. Right then, we're done. We're, we're breaking up. Right on those words, we're done. So then they hit. The I think sense. it's valid. Honestly, I do. I I know very few people that liked the first record a lot and did not like the second run, the second one more. That's what I'm trying to explain. At that point, I realized that logic is not part of Steve. Planet. You and no. me, we got. We're not on the same team anymore. Yeah, Steve on Planet No Sweat has no musical taste. That's right all on. I have to say. So. Skid Row is about to – first off, Skid Row is the only band that that does not – like the only thing I'll say is it was good about this is as soon as stage one would end, stage two would start up in like a minute. And so Skid Row though – The butt chair ahead. pivot began. Yeah, the butt chair pivot uh, moves. 
And then they start. But Skid Row did the most elaborate sound check I've ever seen, where they took like 15 minutes, check, 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 all this kind of stuff on stage, doing all this. Then they hit the stage. They play, they open with, which I didn't identify until halfway through, Slave to the Grind, great opener, okay? And then they went into Sweet Little Sister. And I realized, at this point, I realized I might be watching an instrumental band because you could not hear. And realize, everybody today, have I made any complaints about the audio? No. Okay. The singer that I was interested in hearing, you couldn't hear a fucking thing he said. Sweet Little Sister. Sweet Little Sister. I didn't even know it was Sweet Little Sister until the second chorus. Yeah. So so they go into oh man, Big Guns. Again, can't hear anything. As, oh, I forgot. Not just that. We're only hearing rhythm, bass, and drums. Snake is, is he might be playing his ass off. No lead. Song six, which I still couldn't identify either because it was so bad, I left. They basically crushed my childhood, Baco. I was smashed. They, the uh, Everything was ruined in that parking lot. They <laughs> crushed inside, your in, childhood with a bad guitar cable. A <laughs> bad guitar cable and a guy from Dragon Force no, that the, I couldn't hear. The batteries in my wireless microphone went weren't replaced, and uh, uh, Snake had a bad cable, and so now Loose Cannon goes home sad. Uh, the, the point is that, that the only reason I was really there was to – the main reason I was there was to see Skid Row. No, I get that. Yeah, hear. that, was, your, yeah, that so, was the highlight you were looking for. And, uh, yeah. Of course – because you you look at everything in such a vacuum and how it affects you, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know you're like, of course this happens to me. That's right. Oh, like nobody and I, else and has I've turned... ever been asked to take their shoes off at the airport. <sighs> nope, just me. So so skip. So Steve, I turned to Steve at like song six, and he's like, "Do you want to stay?" He's like, "The sound is awful. Let let let's go." Because I wasn't going to stay for Night Ranger anyway. I was going to leave after Skid Row. I have some experience seeing this last band. Uh, you want to get into uh, some Ranger Danger? Uh, oh, yeah. Tip of the hat oh, yeah. to Don Jameson there. That's right. Some Ranger Danger with, with uh, some Decibel Geek staff. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll go into that in a second. But uh, what's your experience with, with – I didn't even see them because I, I left you know, at this point. But, uh, uh, they, you said they're like uh, – go ahead. Yeah, they're, they, I've seen them live three times, and they're they're horrible. They, they just fly in. Everything is set up for them. They don't bring their own instruments or nothing, which is actually much more common now, but bands actually play together. Uh, and, yeah, they talk, I remember one show, they were doing, like, this rib fest thing, and they're, like, basically begging people to come to the hotel they were pointing at and tell them they're going to stay there, and they will have sex with them. If they come over there, I mean, they were being, this is like, they were just, just shy of the line of saying what I just said, but they might have just well said, if you're attractive and you want to have sex with us, we are over there. Uh, and they, they were just garbage. They talked, all of them talked. Every member of the band talked between songs and it was just, just, just chaos and they didn't sound like a band. They vamped, together. they vamped, they, they introduced the band members. Oh God, it was just, it was horrible. Anyway, that's my experience. So what you've just told me actually makes a lot more sense now from what happened to Decibel Geek TV, Prime Minister, Rock and Run Run-In. He got into a little bit of Ranger Danger and that is that Rock and Run Run-In, after filming every band all day, from noon, he probably has the full set of Mr. Steak. By the way. <laughs> uh, In case hey, you want. Uh, Ron, if you're listening, I I need that. 
<laughs> but anyway, so he's filmed he filmed the entire day. And I don't know, within the first two songs of Night Ranger taking the stage, he was escorted out, gone, kicked out for filming Night Ranger. And you know why my theory is? Because they sound like shit, right? (laughs) I have a different theory. You tell me. Uh, well, this thing was put on by pretty much you know amateur hour staff, and Rock and Ron shoots a lot of bands like in bars, you know, and they typically don't give a crap. Night Ranger, they may not be the top of the rock, but they are bigger, and they were headlining this thing. They probably have kind of like a you know no policy, uh, and so while it might have been cool all day and nobody said anything to them, you know, you got to get credentialed if you really. You can't complain if you get kicked out for shooting a concert without credentials because he wasn't shooting with a cell phone, I assume. He had his whole tripod and camera up, right? I had a selfie stick, but the main thing is is that that uh, you know maybe maybe he's right. All the press passes were given out earlier that year. <laughs> yeah, we gave out the press passes six months ago. That just adds to my point. So sorry, Ron. I look, it sucks. I, I'm actually kind of surprised anybody even bothered to notice. I mean, it's fucking Night Ranger, but that's kind of the, that's the plus side. I mean, it's just fucking Night Ranger. Who gives a shit? Yeah, but the only problem Other than is Wally is that, in Canada, right? But if you're, I've never been kicked out of a concert. But if if my entire really uh, con no, <laughs> what's that even mean? <laughs> I've been kicked out of a Vince Neil show. Well, I'll tell you what, that's better than saying that story is saying, hey, you ever been kicked out of a concert? Yeah, I got kicked out of <laughs> Night Ranger. Sister Christian escorted me out. You can still rock in America, Ron. Just not at a Night Ranger show if your camera's on a tripod and it has a detachable lens and you didn't have the proper credentials. <laughs> with, with that said, do you want to get out of here? Yeah, man, this has been fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't know this would be a whole episode, but it expanded as such as we always do so rock's not dead it's hiding and it's wondering what we're gonna do with the extra three drink tickets we got
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 